Turn it up. Mr. Mike. System on the fridge, so I can't join up with you kids. Adam gave a rib, and you just feed these women lies and keep some diamonds in the ill. I'm cut from a different cloth, and this cloth couldn't wipe no tears. See, I'm trying to top me a tip. They trying to topple me off, but they do it like they sisters. Kind of sloppily all, and I'm feeling like yourself. Out of pocket and charged, I probably take it too far. I probably take it to Mars. You probably take it a yard. I take you right to the yard for the mic. Gotta do it all, the wall, for the mic. I'm here, the stars go too far for the mic. On everything I love, all we love is this life, for the love, for the mic. Yeah. Gotta do it all through the wall for the mic. Head to the stars, go too far for the mic. On everything I love, all we love is this life, for the love, for the mic, for the love. You're keeping it locked and loaded with the mic 106.5 WPPM. FM. Welcome to the Mic 106.5 WPPM FM with your host The Six and Jay So Guapo. I'm excited, but I'm also disheartened. Before we get into our guest, I did want to quickly shout out to DMX and the condition that he's going through right now. If you've been listening to the show at all over the past two some years, three years, then you definitely know how I feel about DMX. His what he what he has basically like given me in my life and has pretty much been a partial inspiration to the show. To me creating the Mic 106.5 as well as as Nas and as well as my father but DMX was the earliest hip-hop artist that I can recall ever listening to I actually was I when I was reminiscing about it I was thinking back like I was rapping the Rough Riders anthem when I was in preschool so you like are, yeah. 1990 Stop, yeah drop yeah you are that young bro you, you listen to that that young yeah, well, I wasn't listening. Well, my dad never necessarily cared if I heard like the rawness of, of hip hop at yeah. any at any age. Like he 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 tried to show me South Park when I was like two years old. When the South Park movie came out, yeah. he had it on VHS tape, and he tried to too. yeah, he, and, and he tried to have it have me watch it with my my mom and my dad. And then as soon as the uh, the Uncle Effort song came on, I had to leave the room. Oh no, you had to be you had to be outside of the city when that came out. That was a different era, bro. You <laughs> yeah, had to be there. you had to be there to to understand what the I had a giant, I had a wall sized giant DMX poster on my wall when that when that album came. Out. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, see, I didn't even know nothing about the song. I didn't really know anything about the artist. It took many more years for me to finally come to know DMX and his greatness as as an artist and all that. But I mean, at first, I just remember hearing him, you know. And, and I remember everybody rap, rapping to stop, drop, shut him down, open up shop. Yeah, honestly, a lot of my early remembrances of hip hop have been just the sound. It really, I didn't really yeah. know the artist neither. I didn't know a lot of like even like franchise boys you know with the white tees yeah like i didn't know none of the names until later you know music mm-hmm. videos came out um you know and then they would say introduce people and then even on radio they start getting into introducing the artists um because before they would just you know i mean spin a record like um mm-hmm. so yeah a lot, a lot of the nostalgia factor of hip-hop is usually just that sound that raw sound like well, that's it, the good thing about back then though like we had we actually appreciated the music now it's like if you your social media is not lit people don't even look like it's too it's too catalog music is too catalog now like it's too okay. algorithm people don't even enjoy the music no more 
Exactly. Well, well, with DJ Chase, before we you even get into all the way in to, to your <laughs> ideology, man, let's got introduce me, you me. real quick. Our guest for the day, man. Make sure y'all check him out on our platform. It's DJ Chase, man. Yeah, DJ Chase was good. Absolutely, man. So um, for those that don't know who you are, get into a little bit about your background and who you are and what you do. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now I'm a DJ from New York City. Been DJing about 15 years professionally um, from the Bronx, from Harlem. Um, you know, uh, CEO of Worldwide Sounds Records, an independent label out here in New York. Um, you know, producer, got songs with uh, my guy Headcrack from Atlanta. Um, I've done songs with a lot of people. Um, you know, Hakeem Green uh, from Channel Live. Uh, I DJ for like China Mag, DJ okay. for a lot of people, DJ for China Mag, Fred the Godson, Neek Bugs, Jaquay. The list goes on as far as people I've DJ for, just doing like various showcases. Uh, DJ SOBs, uh, DJ on a Sirius XM radio, um, you know, produce hits and, you know what I'm saying? Engineer, producer, DJ. That's, that's who I am. Oh man. So, so, so multifaceted. I mean, I, multifaceted, I, man. Yeah. We, we, we try to stretch the importance of that on this show because people don't understand that. Yeah. You may just be an artist or maybe you might be a DJ, maybe you produce it, but you, maybe you want to, you want to have a couple different. You know what I mean? We're you a want to expand different. your business exactly. and expand how many hats you wear in order to get somewhere most of, of the time. Of course, of course. You have to because, you know, a lot of like, the music business has changed so much that you have to diversify to be. It, and it's kind of, to me, it's a little bit annoying. Like, you know, mm-hmm. not to it's not to sit on the soapbox so much. Yeah, it can be. Because it, it can be. Putting, yeah, it's so much. It's it's watered down now in a sense. Like, it's like it's too much. Like, people can't enjoy the music. They got to deal with everything else but the music. Like, Especially a lot of artists now, they getting they getting um known for more the antics than the actual music. You know what I'm saying? And that's the part I don't like. You know? But I mean, that's just the cause and, and you know cause and effect of social media. Like, yeah. with, with even with music changing from you know the records and the mixtapes out the trunk to now it being a streaming world. Um, you know, the music kind of follows the money in a sense. You know what I'm saying? The culture always going to remain the same. The culture is the culture. But at the end of the day, if you want to secure your bag, you know what I mean? You got to keep up with the times. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm always with the times. It's just that in a sense of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, because not everybody's meant to be on uh, on camera. No, if that's that sense. you know what I'm saying. I not think, everybody, yeah, I think that's true too, and I think that's where in this business well, he means like not everybody's meant to be on camera in terms of the antics that they do outside the of antics, the antics. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm nope. saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you because this this quality. Like I had, I had an argument right, and I'm very sure you guys get it, especially being in Philly. I love Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you hear you you all right? Say <clears throat> like say for example, you probably hear people say that y'all don't play enough Philly artists, right? But yeah. in your minds, in your minds, you probably play a whole bunch of Philly artists because we those do. ones. No, you get what I'm saying. So that's that's what I mean. Like that time type of time. Like you know, well, it, it, it's the KRS-One argument. You know, like like yeah. so KRS-One used to say, uh, uh, "There's a difference between um, hip hop and rapping. Rappers mm-hmm. spit rhymes that are mostly illegal. MC spit rhymes that that, that uplift their people." Um, yeah, and that that was on the, originally the DJ Premier song that, that was remixed by Rick mm. Rubin. I think it was it was called Classic, and mm. that 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 resonates with me because you know like most rappers these days are pretty much just that trying to rap. They're not into the to the hip hop aspect of it. They're they're never thinking about mm. having a DJ with them on stage that actually might be DJing into the traditional sense, right? Yeah. So like you, I wanted to get a little bit more into your DJing style. Like if you mm. are somebody that loves to scratch up records, if you're just a guy that likes to 
mix up the party and stuff like that. What types of uh, of DJing do you do? It depends. Like it depends on like I can get busy because I start on vinyl, so I like I can't okay. get busy on the scratching. It's just now now people just care about like. If you could sing like I just came from Atlanta and I never seen that before. Like they is it's totally different like how we DJ in New York. So like we was in the clubs down there and I'm like, yo, all they do is sing they they phone dance. So it's like they literally just they sing the song and I never it's weird to me. Like they sit they sitting on they they you playing hot music. And they sit on their phones and they dance to the song in their phone. Like I never seen that before in my life. So me personally, I can get busy. I do both. I do like it depends on the occasion. Like if I'm doing like an art party or something like that, I'll you know I'll play like the vintage song. But the new records you can't really scratch like that. So I play like you know like like the new mm. records. Like it depends on the occasion. That's I actually never thought about that because like when I'm looking at, at I'm sorry when I'm looking at DJs like Cash Money. Right, the mm-hmm. DMC mix champion for so many years that they had the band up on the competition. A lot of the records that he spins, that he, Jazzy Jeff, and a bunch of other DJs of that ilk spin are records that that have lots of breaks in them. Records that don't necessarily have too much in by the way of lyric. You're, like you, you're not going to hear a Kendrick Lamar joint being scratched up. You know, unless because there's no room, it's because there's no room, and and, and yeah. also too, a lot of these artists rap off beat, so it's like you're trying to catch the beat and trying to get the rhythm up, and like even today, a lot of the trap songs they don't have rhythm to them; they just rap, they just flowing with the beat, but there's no rhythm, like it's just straight through. So it's hard to scratch a song like that. It's really hard to like get a beat, like you know what I'm saying, the bop, yeah. with hip, the bop in hip hop. So know? is it? Is it? I was about to say, like, I, how do you approach that when you're producing for artists, basically? So like when, when you're going into your producer yeah. bag, how uh-huh. do you engineer that? Do you work with that in artists, or do they just present and you just honestly, engineer? And that's it. Yeah, yeah, no. Honestly, I do the whole record. I used to get, I used to try to, I used to try to do that, but because that's not my forte. Like you have a lot of, because I come from like real engineering. I started engineering back in 2003. So I was doing it a long time. So I did it in high school. So like the way it is, the way songs now is you literally get a two track. So what I started doing was I said, you know what? I, I started getting so frustrated. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own records, like DJ Khaled type records. And I could, I could produce the record from top to bottom, like get in there and mix it, control the flow, control the cadence. So I just, I, what I do is I send the artist a beat and then they write the song to it and then I take the song and, and uh, fix it from how I like it. So mm-hmm. pretty much any song that's been produced by you is... I engineer is, too, yeah. Is you totally engineer it? Totally mixed by me, yep. Mm-hmm. And, it is, and it's too how you like it in your ears. So you're really like hearing it, yep. your ears. Except, except probably one, actually one of like my biggest song by the guy, this guy named Den 10. And then um, probably that's the only one, really. Like everything else, I, like everything else that I produce is literally like all done by me. Anything that I work on, yeah, I, I feel like that's the better way to have, it, especially in this age. And mm-hmm. and DJ Kali kind of showed us that because it it kind of helps the artists realize where they where the audience is comfortable with them at. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if I if I write a song for you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Maybe you wrote your lyrics and then you came it back to me. I adjusted. We went and we did the track. And this this a number one. This make top 10. That lets you know, hey, maybe I did something right here. Maybe I need to take with that art back to mm-hmm. my lab. You know what I'm saying? Come harder. But you know what? What I came from, too, even a recording style, like the, like these engines, like these YouTube, I hate to say this, like the YouTube University has totally <laughs> flattened, like it's flattened out the music. So yeah. basically, like the music is so flat and monotone yeah. now okay. that it's like you know, get what I'm saying? Like it's really, really like it's it's really flat. So it's like okay, people don't know how to mixing. Like I watched a video like when I was taught engineering, 
you, you, like you, we was taught not to clip music. Like it's called clipping. I don't know if you guys, you, you guys in radio, so yeah. you know about clipping. Mm-hmm. So they, I watched a YouTube video on the art of clipping and why it's important to music. Right. And I'm like, who's teaching this? Like, who's <laughs> telling people to do this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's not supposed it's, to be bla- like breaking speakers, trying to oh, hear a it's song. Bad out here. Right. It's bad well, out here. And what well, the thing is, that's vine culture. A lot though. of these. Yeah, that's how I was just about to say. A lot of these people who are like really putting out these tutorials and putting out this content, people who got on like the social media wave earlier, while like people maybe like you and me were kind of like out in the field, like kind of learning it firsthand. They were like already on social media looking at other people's YouTube videos and, oh, that guy got a million views. Well, let me make something similar to that. And that's kind of how it kind of trickled down. And now you kind of got like a lot of, like you said, watered down content out there that gives okay information, but it's not the best. Yeah, it's not. And it's wrong. And I see not, not the best information. I'd rather not the best information and completely wrong information. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because like you and me, like I'm responsible for like over, I think, yeah, 4 million streams. Like all my records, like four, like mixtapes, songs, like overall, I did like an audit for myself and it's like over 4 million streams. Right. And that's even just since, you know what I'm saying, all my catalog. And I'm doing that independently. No no label, no nothing. So obviously what these people are saying is totally wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's totally And then you look and I'm like, I got Spotify Awards. I got all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, this is not right, right? Like, this is not correct. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Same with me coming to you as a radio host. Like, you have a good platform. So who am I to tell you, okay, you're not doing what you're doing? You get what I'm saying? Like, right. it's weird, you know? And that's what I think people are, like, mistaken on. Like, when you go in, if you want to, like, tell somebody or get somebody violent information, I think they pass it on as if there's some something we're doing right now is wrong. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's just maybe we need to learn a new skill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know. Even so, because, you know, even one of the reasons why I really control the records, too, is because the marketing aspect as well. Right. So you have a lot of artists today. They just like like I said, they literally just want to post. And I, and, I, and I hold my artists high and a high regard because, you know, if there's no artist, there's no industry. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? If there's no creative, there's no industry. That's a fact. So I try to I try my best to really give gems and jewels on stuff because it's not going to be much of an industry left or much much of a black culture left if people if the way it's going now it ain't gonna be no black people left in music at all no that's a so fact. it's like yeah so, so it's like i try to just say things like in a sense where i want to control the marketing i want to control the publishing side and teach guys about publishing and how to make them and how to get that long-term bread in music so know? is there any like gems that you can give right now for mm-hmm. um, artists excuse me, that might be looking into getting into the industry but they don't know how to market themselves so like you said they, they're too focused on posting yeah. what are the better alternatives to go for in that well, sense yeah well honestly it's interaction so the new thing I see now is like you have to there's no right or wrong way to do it that's first and foremost like all these people that's out here saying oh there's a right way to market or there's no right way to market there's not no right way to promote is you have to build your audience like if you can't if you can't get one person to repost you or interact with you you should you should find a new hobby you know <laughs> no, that's so a fact. yeah so it's like you have to say okay i'm gonna hit up a radio station i'm gonna hit up guapo i'm, I'm gonna go and you know what i'm saying i'm gonna have, i'm gonna do this on my own you know what i'm saying you can't expect nobody to sit there and say yo do this yo i'm yo yo bro get up and, and hit this hit the studio or you, you can't do that you have to get up and really treat it like a business so the main piece of advice is learn at least uh, the basics of like official corporate business first and then everything else will fall into play you know yeah and even me like even when i teach people about marketing like i kind of tell them your first base your first fan base the first people you want to tap into is the people that know you exactly like 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 you said it's about interaction you they follow you already 
they just not interacting with your content. You got to get them to engage. Contact them. You know, let them know you appreciate them. You know, still following you. Um, let them know you appreciate. If they ever like the picture, go like three of theirs and be like, "Yo, I just showed you some love. Appreciate you coming through, showing me love." And yeah. hopefully, you build that a genuine interaction with them, where now they'll come back and engage with your content all the time. Yeah, because I see a lot of artists today. They waste so right. much good content, and I, and sometimes I say this because I'm a, I'm a fan of it. They waste so much good content in a stupid story mode. And they be wasting like whole good. I'm like, bro, post it on you. Like, stop worrying about likes. Stop worrying about. I said that algorithm nonsense is not real. So whoever's telling y'all to stop believing that, people will see it. People just don't. It's certain times that it works. It's just times of days that people. If people, it's it's basic common sense. Like you can tell, like these people never been out in the street before, never hustled before. It's the same thing. It's supply and demand. If you mm-hmm. if you give a good if you give a good product, people are gonna buy it regardless. With you know what I'm saying, regardless of. What they think of you, it's, you know it's, what I'm it's interesting you said that because it was like you said it's not about the algorithm, but everything you kind of explained is kind of what the algorithm is. Like, no, but what I'm meaning in terms of don't worry about that, right? Don't, exactly, yeah, like, don't, yeah, like don't that's worry. That's the key, yeah. don't worry about it. Cause, yeah, cause like, as long as you you doing what you're supposed to do, it, it's it'll work fall out in the end, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly, you guys found me, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, obviously, and I'm not this big social media celebrity, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just a hard where I literally just work hard on my music, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Me from the music, it wasn't like I was on there showing some some cheeks or, or, or you know, with the girls, or you know what no. I'm saying? Like, I wasn't doing that. Like, you like, yo, Chase, I want to rock with you, I want to get you on a show because obviously, it was something there. That I did and, right you know And I'm going to tell people Exactly And here's the, here's, here's the The best hint you could get If you want to get interviews On anyone's platform Is present yourself Well the, When I go, go to your page When I You say you're a DJ You say DJ Chase When I go to your page I see DJ content I see producer content I see tips for artists I see the things that People in Your profession Is supposed to have Exactly. If I see that, then okay, yeah, I'm gonna give you an interview. You're well, in yeah, hip hop. I feel like hip-hop. too many times, honestly, I feel like too many times rappers like we we say that hip hop is wrestling, bro. So the rappers have to build up their persona inside and outside the ring. They gotta nah, but you know why, but you know, you know why though it goes back to the man joint though. Like if you if you really if your music is hot, legitimately, ultimately all the gimmicks, all the all the fluff is is gonna overshadow that. And yeah. you can't make money. Think of it this way: Instagram owns your pictures, so all them pictures that you putting up, that you, that you really Instagram own it. So think of it this way: your music, you still own that. So at the end of the day, you're gonna have to make a choice, and you're not even getting paid from Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. Like the kicker is, you don't really have to fall for the the trap. You know, and I, and mm-hmm. once again, I see it because I say it because I'm in music publishing, so I know how much people get from streams, and I can see all of that stuff. So I'm like, all right, all that time y'all wasting on on street on um posting on pictures and stuff like that, that's that's going backwards. You know what I'm saying? That's actually going backwards for you. You know? I figured what I was about to say, but I I feel <laughs> like pretty much when it comes to artists and like depicting themselves as strictly artists, or, uh, I feel like a lot of the times the the lifestyle is a part of what makes an artist an artist. I mean, like we didn't just like going back to like a DMX example. We didn't just like DMX just for his purely for his music. It mm. was we knew that everything that he was saying was real life because you could see it in his real life. But you, you got to think of it this way: before DMX came out, I, I didn't know what DMX looked like. We, we, my, my, it it was took a me a long one. time to figure right. out what DMX looked like. Actually, we didn't know what DMX looked like, so we knew "Get at Me" though. We knew the freestyles and stuff like that, but we didn't know what DMX looked like. 
Yeah. Well, better yet, we didn't know how many records he sold. See, and, and see, but here's the there thing, and because in 2021, this is this was the difference. Like back then, it was normal to know music and not know who 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 was the artist or not whereas, know what they look like exactly whereas like in 2021 with so much visual aspect to everything mm-hmm. if you got a song out and it's buzzing and nobody knows who you were somebody else could say that's my song nah but think of it this way though it, once again it goes back to if it ain't broken they obviously obviously that way work because people were selling way more records back then than they are now Right, so obviously that 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 way of thinking is kind of like uh, okay, th- you know what I'm saying. So even now, and I, I'm saying this because once again, I can't even recruit because I'm looking to sign artists because I want to sign more artists to single deals. But now I have, I literally have to ask the artists: Are you trying to go viral or are you trying to do music? That's how bad it is out here. They, you, they have one. They have one hand on their phone and one hand on, on the microphone. There you go. You, yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. One hand See, because the argument is that if you don't have a presence, you're you're not going to make money in the streaming world. Nah, that's not true. That's not true. Because I trust me, I also if you look at my my streaming catalog, trust me, I could prove to you that that's not true. I can literally numerically prove to you that that's not true. So what would you what would you suggest to an mm. artist, if they were like, if an artist on to you today, what would you suggest to them as an alternative to posting to to drive more yeah. uh, streams to like driving more attention the to their, their same thing, the same thing, the same because think of this way: Instagram is not a store, Facebook is not a store. It can so, be. Think, no, no, no. But I'm gonna give you an example. So say like, say like, you know how much interact? Okay, it's like. If you go into McDonald's, right? You go to McDonald's, you go to the window, you order your order your food, you get your food, you leave, right? Right. So if you if you have all right, click the link in my bio. You know how much work that is for a consumer? How much like like literally legitimately to get to draw to draw somebody to go to the link in your bio is too much work. So just on a hustling aspect of it, you want to you have you have to do things in a sense. Now think of this way: you have about twenty eight million rappers on Instagram, so then you have to bypass all. It's, it's too much static between you and the consumer so what i do is i, I tell artists the first thing i'm gonna tell the artist is what's your email list look like do you have a fan base mm. what's your email list look like do you have email email marketing is how i sell so many streams i get all my streams from email marketing that's and that's a big key that's a big key yeah. right there yeah, yeah. i mean email email, yeah. people people don't even know how big email marketing is everybody mm-hmm. automatically always thinks that it just goes straight to the trash folder and they don't think about how many people actually go through and click on emails and stuff like that like i do that all the time like i have so many email lists that i have signed up for that mm-hmm. eventually the one day that i do end up looking through my email i will you end up clicking some, on you don't see something yep. yeah you and, it, and it's something. all about going back to the next person so like even right now with the COVID, people should have been building up the email. Like last year was the best time to be like, you know, subscribe to my email list, subscribe to this, subscribe to that, because it's data. And also, too, with that, you can see lo- locations. So the two mm-hmm. things I would tell the artists right now, if I was signing, is where do you want to target your audience? Like, who do you like? Who do you want to reach? Like, even right now, Philly, I'm, I love Philly. Philly is a top market for me because I, I got my homegirl, I'm 11. Shout out to Nakima. She got 1122 Studios out there. And you know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm building my building my presence in another region besides New York, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I, honestly, that's where part of all of this podcasting, that's where all of this social media kind of comes into play. And I think it really helps is that aspect when you get the get on other people platform. Um, cause it, let let's say for instance, it don't it doesn't matter 
uh, really, if the, the person had a hundred thousand followers or you know sixty followers, right? Mm. But if that hundred thousand followers or even that sixty followers are actually people that actually engage and they're watching, mm. if you're on that platform, they see you. Exactly. That that, that sixty real people or. 60 out of 100,000 real people that actually really see you. So and I that, think and you said it you said it best the real people. See, mm-hmm. the social media can be manipulated to fluff, you know what I'm saying? Like exactly. if you really got people that's really supporting you, really 60 people that really follow what you do, mm-hmm. that's like if you and I think about that that way. That's a, if, you, if every one of those 60 people spend $100 or, or even $50, I gave $50. You know what I'm saying, and that's what's that like two what three something three something a month. Mm-hmm. All right, you get that every month. That's a, that's a salary. Mm-hmm. Exactly, boom, mm-hmm. and that's how you. And that's why you got to treat this music game like a business, bro. That's why, and and, and I feel like, um, do, what would you say about the place of the DJ in hip hop currently? The DJ is is more than needed because you need guys like me to really think think like that for the artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's like you need somebody still to to like, okay, this music doesn't sound good. You still need that. Hip hop, not even just music, music was built off the off the kind of a DJ system. You know what I'm saying? So you still need that gatekeeper because we do podcasts, we make beats, we do so many things that take that weight out, take that weight off of the. You know, we do the groundwork, the grunge work of the music business. Exactly, Yo, and I think that's where the artist has gotten confused because you know a lot of artists feel like they can do that themselves. You know, they get them mm-hmm. an M audio box, and you know what I'm saying they get them a laptop, and they they kind of. Rock it out from the spot. Yeah, and it's true. It's true, but you know what? But I get so many DMs from artists. Like, an artist hit me like, "Yo, can you put me on your playlist?" And this kind of it just, it just, it changes in a, a certain way. But think of this way: even like last night with the Ozzy Brothers, D Nice was DJing that. You know what I'm saying? So obviously yeah. the DJ is needed. Obviously the DJ is more important than these. You know, people give credit for. I actually right. got to watch it. I was I, I, I didn't watch it last night. I was too busy watching a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier because <laughs> that's a good show right there, man. But um. <laughs> I was going to say, so some of your challenges, I know um, we, we face a lot of challenges developing our brands as DJs, um, developing our platforms. What mm-hmm. are some of the challenges you face and um, how did you kind of overcome them? Honestly, I face them all the time. Like even sometimes it's just it's keeping it going. Like New York is so expensive, bro. So it's like just facing the time of doing it full time as opposed to having a, a, a nine to five plus doing music. So right. it's just like really the, the challenge, the biggest challenge right now today is because it's getting harder and harder is like really like getting people to, how should I say, as far as getting people to believe what you do. So even the fact that you don't post every single thing on social media, that's the biggest, hardest part. Like right now today. Yeah, I, I can I can agree to an extent. I think I think is more or less managing it, managing mm-hmm. that time, because like sometimes people kind of do want to see that progress people kind of want to see that that progress or that that beauty in the struggle Mm. and um even myself like i I get kind of like all right i know this is content for social media and then i got this deal going on and i got this client i'm talking to and it's like Mm. people kind of want to see that sometimes so but you know what it's just i guess because i do such big business right mm -hmm. so that's i think i think that but see to me it's primitive i just it's because of how I was in the business, how like entrenched I am in the business. Because sometimes that can hurt you. So dealing with like big companies, like I do contracts and stuff all the time. I cannot post it because it's like nope. you have agreements and you get what I'm saying. And they look yeah, down on yeah. like if you do like if if if, if like say for example like if, if Kevin Durant 
posted with his contract with Nike looked like he would he would get dropped from Nike from the, exactly <laughs> and, and and you know what that's and that's my mindset yeah. going into these these deals <laughs> and these meetings I'm like it would be nice but it might not give the best impression so yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said everything really kind of isn't for social so then media. what about when, when the artist starts talking about their contracts and stuff like that so like after this a lot, of it be, a lot of it honestly a lot of it be capped though yeah because I see really? I, I, okay I know, why do yeah, you, think, why you say that because like for one if you was if you was doing a certain amount of if you was doing a certain amount of business like I said if you do business and I, I think that was um I'm not sure who said it but basically it was just in a sense if you doing business a certain with a certain group of people you know it's gonna be it's gonna be looked down upon. They look mm-hmm. down at you that kind of primitive. So it'll it'll take away like I I, got, I did a, a deal last year with a, a single deal with um I hip hop distribution, right? But I couldn't post it until it was like finalized, finalized. Right. Because so I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because honestly, a lot of times it might be a budget issue or it might be a contractual issue. And then if y'all or gotta NDA. go in and re renegotiate, then you know what I mean, talking about the deal kinda it it, it, it could mess it could mess the whole deal up itself. Yeah, exactly, and also too is the mystique part of it. Yeah. So you know, like like that music been, and I think Dr. Dre said it too. Like he was like, "Yo, the, it has it's taken away the mystique of the, you know, what I'm saying the fans, the fans feel like like they your aunt and your cousin because there, there's no, there's no like mystique between you two. There's no mystery, and you know why am I gonna listen to this person or why am I gonna like I said I didn't know what Tupac record deal was. I didn't know what. You know what I'm saying? Like that. You that just was had to think. Well, Shook Knight was never going to tell you, so mm-hmm. yeah. Like <laughs> you, you, know you, saying, you would do a lot worse before you find out. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but overall, you know, like I guess I don't know. It's to each his own. I think me personally, I just like the mystique of it because it's still like that creative surprise. Like, okay, you worked so hard on this, now I'm gonna drop it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. all right, some hard, some hard music. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I still like. I still get that feeling of making a hard beat. You know what I'm saying? Still making something that's funky, you know? Oh, man. So, so, um, to switch gears in terms of like, 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 kind of like the, the, the intellectual side of hip hop and all that. So, like, my, me and my dad used to always have these, uh, conversations about what would happen between the, the, the DJ and, and the MC and, uh, the rift between the DJ and the MC and, and when hip hop stopped being hip hop because the DJ was lost, right? Mm-hmm. And this is coming from my father who he himself was a DJ a long time ago and he DJ Chubb in Philly. And, um, he, I feel like 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 he said that like like basically when 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 the DJ um and the MC kind of separated when mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, a Pete Rock Seal Smooth a, a D, D, Dazzy, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince type thing when that mm-hmm. stopped happening um the music got worse It did it did it, honestly I agree with that because even like with me right now like I put out a record last year with a um, guy by the name of Johnny Floss and I had it was literally it was just like some organic type joint like he he was on my podcast and I was a fan of him from like two years and I, I was just we were just like around each other but we never got a chance to work with each other and I was like yo just give me I was because at first I was like you, would you work with an independent on the podcast and he was like yeah I work with an independent label and then this was, I was like literally just getting my label started like I didn't know who I wanted to work with I was like all right 
you know, and I took them and then to make a long story short, we did like a full EP and I, I produced it literally from top to bottom. And he like he sees the results of it. So the DJ is totally needed because like and we make because for one, our brains think differently than the artist does. Our artist thinks about the words and performance and wardrobe. Literally, we're nerds. DJs and producers mm-hmm. are nerds. So we think about the sonics, the cadence, the chord progressions, all of that, that stuff. Yeah, that's my dad. All yeah, so you know what I'm saying. So that once, once that middleman of like even like curation, like the Spotify, Spotify curation would never take the place of a mixtape. No, I don't care never. how much rap caviar is never going to be a, a mixtape. It's not, not going to happen. Oh man, so so like going, you, you were talking about your Spotify numbers. Like, how do you, how did you end up getting big on Spotify? How did you end up getting to the place that you are at all? Like, how did talk, I learned? I learned the game. Like, I was on Spotify when it first came out. I had like one of the first distribution deals. So, because I used to work at Sirius, and I kind of seen where the game was going. And right. somebody actually taught me the game. It was like, you know, the regulator was not going to be around too long. And I started like seeing the game, like the independent game. And I learned it early, early on, like the independence. And I learned, like, I seen so many artists get like jerked. So I knew about, I was on Spotify back in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. So I knew about it a long time ago. And I just kind of learned it, like the playlist curators, doing your own playlist. And then, um, you know, just build it. And once again, it goes back to the email list and um, pitching the Spotify playlists. So like my email list is like full of playlist curate and I'll hunt you down. Like I, I literally would sit there and go to every Spotify back when you back when the old Spotify was, they used to have the email addresses of all the Spotify playlist curators in the email on Spotify. They got rid of the, rid of that last year, I think it was, but I used to go through all of those and email all the playlist curators. Yeah. So speak to the importance of playlisting then. Like like what's, yeah. what, what's, what's so much better about playlisting than just putting your song out as a single on Spotify? Well, just consumer um, cons- consumption, excuse me. So, <clears throat> so basically, like you know, you have a lot of fans. Everybody gets music differently. Everybody consumes things differently. So it's just like a, a, a money thing, like just like a like a um, to reach thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, all right, I know people go to police to listen to their music. So now I'm gonna go, not 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 necessarily my fan base, but the fan base who actually do stream music and you know, because even right now, like Apple Music, Apple Music is the like. I've been trying to get on Apple Music playlist, so I've mastered all the Spotify playlists, but I'm I'm lacking on Apple Music playlist. It's, it's honestly so, the same. Honestly, mm-hmm. what, what I and then this is what I've figured out, bro. It's honestly all the same uh, process. Um, once mm-hmm. you figure out like who the like the top curators are, like the real people who've built mm-hmm. the email list and they sent their playlists out to to their email list, and these people are engaging with their playlist and they repost your playlist on their page. Your yeah. playlist begins to get you got what I'm saying your play your playlist begins to uh generate uh streams. It's it's literally all the same process, even with Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. You just gotta find the movers and shakers. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And and once again, I'm always doing it on my own, but but see, but I like Spotify like even this way, like it's so crazy because I even made money with people off playlists. Like one of my artists got a feature from doing put the song the guy put the song on a playlist and he he's a big playlist curator. And one of my artists got a song with him and, did, you know, it was crazy. So, you know, it just, it, 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 once again, it goes back to your target audience, though. Exactly. So that's the thing, like targeting, like right now, I'm big on Bandcamp. So like with Bandcamp, I like Bandcamp because there's no middleman. And I don't know why more artists don't use it. Like, I, like I, you can charge as much as you want for a song on Bandcamp and it goes right to your pocket. There's no streaming money. There's, there's no waiting around for your stream cut 30, 30 days and all that. Like literally goes from... The consumer to your PayPal to your pocket. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because a lot of people uh have been getting on Lum. I don't know if you ever about Lum or Loom. 
Um, yeah, it's like there is like that same thing. Like people can mm-hmm. kind of support you, you and your music, and stream it right there on the platform. I think, and I honestly, this is my take, and then this is coming from you know honestly from a marketing perspective. But mm-hmm. you should be if as an artist, um, once you got find your fan base, you should have, be on all these platforms so your fan yeah, base, yeah, sure, yeah. you know, can grow and you know they can find you and support you in every way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I totally agree with that. And like, you know, once again, it's just it's just one. It's to me, once again, even like me being a DJ producer, it's still, I still come into things like a Knife Wonder, the Jay Dilla, and that's how I kind of got so big too because I started doing the lo-fi beats, and I was doing beats okay. in 2017. So like, even like with, with Jay Dilla Donuts, and that's actually what kind of motivated me with my label too because I got tired of like hunting down artists, trying to get them in the studio, trying to it was it started getting too much. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just start putting out lo-fi beat tapes and beat tapes. And I got beat tapes that chart hiding some songs. You know what I'm saying? So Yo, it worked out. You and know? people don't understand that. Yeah, I'm a- I'm actually in the process of doing that myself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just putting out beats and getting the beats to actually get playlists and the beats to chart. Nah, and trust then, me. That, that's going to... Yo, you're going to see... You're gonna see a big return on that, bro. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I've I've been talking to a lot. Like I said, it's about honestly make uh learning a new skill. That was and mm-hmm. for me, just you know learning to spin records, um, mm-hmm. pro- producing since forever. Like at every level, at every step, you learn something new. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know Instagram and Facebook marketing at first. That was mm-hmm. a new skill I learned. You know what I'm saying? I adapted to the new market that was out there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying about like artists. You can't get too comfortable in a box. You can't box yourself in. If exactly, something exactly. new comes around, um, look into it. Just do your research. If it's something you can benefit on and it, it matches with kind of what you already got going on, jump on it. Exactly, and don't be afraid to collab either. Like a lot of artists, because I, like I said, it's some, I, I get I get so hesitant to present like opportunities for people because they literally just disregard it. And it's weird. Like, I'm like, you don't know who's who, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, to me, everybody's a potential fan because there's so many ways now. Like, I don't have to sit and burn a CD and give you a CD. Like I, you can just literally go to YouTube and stream my song. Right. So if I'm subscribed to your channel, I'll get a notification. There you go. So like, you know, a lot of times too, like even just the consumer in general, you never know who's who's who. You know what I'm saying? Don't I think people today are so like I said, they feel like they're they feel like they the artists. They feel like they the celebrity. You know? Right. Oh man. Speaking of which, I did kind of want to switch gears and I wanted to reinstitute like a sort of game that I would play with some of our guests um, right. that hasn't been played in, in, in a long time. And it would be like the build your own record label, right? So you have mm-hmm. infinite money. Oh, this is a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, you have infinite money. You get to sign 10 mm-hmm. artists, right? All right. So Wait, ten, 10 was too much. It's always was, get, just yeah. do five. We're going to do okay, five. Okay, five. Yeah, right? 10 is a lot. 10 is a lot. So, five artists, right? So, mm-hmm. infinite money, you can sign five artists out of this like pool of artists. And I want to like know who you would sign and why, basically, right? All right. So, All right. it would be Kendrick, mm-hmm. Nas, mm-hmm. J. Cole, Lil Uzi, City Girls, Tierra Whack. Uh, Run the Jewels, which would be like Killer Mike, basically. Mm. Um, I would say Freddie Gibbs, Drake. Mm. Uh, I, I put in some old school people in there as well. Wu Tang, mm. Nelly Mel, uh, the Fat Boys, Lil mm. Dirk, and Lil Nas X. All right, that's a lot of artists. So I ain't gonna remember everybody. Yeah, I'm, I can repeat I the list. Top five. I, I give you top five. Okay. 
right, Drake number one. No, let me see. You said uh, Lil, probably Lil Uzi number one. Really? Okay, over yeah, Drake. You drafted the label. It's a label. He, he making a label yeah. decision. Over one, over Drake. Because you know what, Lil Uzi has the, the time and the energy. Drake is like he's how's the word? He's older, so Drake is more in the executive realm. So I don't want nobody that's gonna clash with me on the executive side. Okay. So I want somebody long term. So that's why I would pick Uzi. Um, City Girls number two. Okay. Females are hot right now, and they just you know they embody that like. That look number two, City Girls. Number three, probably the J Cole. Probably number three for marketing. Um, from a marketing for standpoint, marketing. longevity. Because okay. like, if I'm finding somebody and I have infinite money, I look at it for like longevity and like you know that because because I, I I make I like I make how to say like mid level like low fi hip hop. So like I'm into like emo hip hop. So like. J. Cole would be a good fit for that. I'm not a big fan of J. Cole, but I would I would sign him if I had the money for it. Um Thank you for Drake. saying that. Yeah, yeah I'm not a I'm not I'm a not a big Drake. fan either, brother. Yeah, I honestly the six one of the biggest J. Cole haters on the planet. I'm not a but... J. Cole hater. I just don't <laughs> feel like he's yeah, as great. He, is, he is a bit overrated, but Bro. I keep that to myself. <laughs> I definitely keep that to myself. But man, they gonna know the day because I'm biting that one. Somebody finally agree with me. J. Cole is a musical genius, man. Soundbite overrated. He, okay. you, know, you, you know what it is like artists like they don't have no competition. That's why there's no J. Cole will fall into like he would be like the diggable planets of the '90s. Like to be real with you, like, if it was the '90s, mm-hmm. he would just be the diggable planets. Yeah, yeah. If it was so the '90s, like, he'd be under, yeah. under, under the radar, fly by. Yeah, if, if you know, be, you know. Yeah, you know, you know, but I don't hate him. I'm just saying, like, musically, he's just not my cup of tea. But See, um, but yeah. it, huh? but this is the thing. This is why J Cole is 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 at the level he is and regarded okay. at All the right. level at the level that he is. It's, listen, because we talked about one, we talked about an artist not just knowing the music, you know, know how to write lyrics and know how to make it sound good, but we actually talked about the science. Behind hip hop and the music, he knows that. Then we talked about. We talked about. Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. Then we talked about the business side. Then we talked about wearing multiple hats. He does it all, bro. Like to do it all and to do it all well to a point where you have a fan base of millions. But see, all by you yourself. Remember, see, because he right. fell into the category of what you, your generation is totally different of how they like music. That's why, yeah, y'all like music that's marketed. We like music that's good, so it's different. <laughs> so it's like so y'all like has, music that's so like you, really you have to be marketed. So you don't yeah. think J Cool actually makes good music? No. Oh my god. <laughs> no, like he makes media. He honestly, to me, he makes mediocre tracks, bro. Exactly. I hate he that does, he's in bro, conversations like, with Kendrick Lamar. See, because Kendrick yeah. Lamar actually legitimately makes amazing music, bro. Yeah, it's a big difference. Like, he it's found not your like... hater pile this time, bro. You got oh, it. You got <laughs> it, bro. <laughs> Duh, but... yeah, and not, you got to remember, like, because, like I said, it's just, I know, I trust me, there's a, there's, there's a thousand artists that, like, you like, Neat, like, Neat Bucks from um, New York, right? Neat Bucks is fire. Yeah. Neat Bucks would never get the, the praise that J. Cole get, but Neat Bucks makes 20 times because he's not marketed the same way as J. Cole was. But because, alright, here's the thing is Neat Bucks doing his own marketing? Um, if I'm not I'm not too sure I'm not too sure I don't see, want to say yes or no that, see the but thing he is somebody, but think of it, he got songs a little dirt he, he's pretty big he's pretty yeah, popular I know right? I know but this is this is my thing though like if he do his own marketing and it was at mm-hmm. the same level as J. Cool, he probably would be regarded the same way nah but not really because at the, you gotta look at it like this J. Cole is he, he, first of all 
I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go on the, I'm not going to sign. I don't want to sign because everything is hate if you have an opinion. But to make a long story short, everything, to make a long story short, you know, they would, like I said, they would just, even Drake, I don't, I particularly, I'm not a big fan of Drake. I don't like that right. singing. It's annoying. I, I don't like Drake when he starts singing. It, it sounds really bad. Okay. It doesn't sound good at all. Right. But you would still sign him as an artist. Yeah, well, I was he, so sorry. He didn't, get, he didn't get to that though. You need to get to. You, he, he got to. Yeah, because he was going yeah, to be my number four. But as far as J Cole, like I said, each his own, not my cup of tea because he's a, like he's a fake Jay Z. Like I don't like even like Kendrick <laughs> Lamar. Like Kendrick Lamar to me is a fake Andre three thousand. You know what I'm saying? But huh, I don't. That's really, a that's a good comparison. I never I never thought yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, I never you saying that made me think about it for the first time. Kendrick Lamar is a fake Andre. It's a ripple. It's a blatant ripple. Like even even down to the voice. His voice, he puts his tone of his voice to like if you listen to a Quimini and listen to um the damn album, it's the same album. I gotta, exactly I gotta do that. I gotta I gotta well, do we do our research here, so we'll definitely tune yune. into that. I'll no, matter of fact, the Pimba Butterfly. The Pimba Butterfly is more of the a Quimini album. Excuse okay. Me, okay. Yeah, I listen to the Quimini album and um the speaker box love below you could tell like it's you could tell he sound he sounds exactly like him okay, okay. i got, so, I, got know, it I mean i don't know to each his own I, I, some people call it inspiration but yeah. i come from the days of when people were creative and made their own sound you know what i'm saying so it's, it's different with me hmm. um, okay so so what do you think about so, as an aside to the list for a second what do you think about the the the, the quote-unquote mumble rap then since you think that people I, I make like their own sound, I like Chief, I like Chief Keef. I'm a big Chief Keef fan, so I, I didn't like it at first because I didn't understand it. But I, I love Chief Keef, so I don't like I don't like all the mumble rap too much. I like um Space Ghost Perp. I like I like the old the classic stuff like Space Ghost Perp. Uh, who else? Chief Keef. I like um you know a few of them. Like I like the I like the underground guys, like the old underground guys. Okay. So then back to the list. Uh, um, do you want, to, want me to reiterate the list or do you think you yeah, know, yeah, number I, five? I know who I pick? I pick Lou Uzi for number number one, City Girls number two, J. Cole number three, Drake. Uh, I'll put Drake number four and um, Kendrick and Wu-Tang Clan number five. Hey. Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. So so what, what made you want to put the Wu-Tang Clan in there? Yes. Because they're the greatest rappers of all time. Why else? Why not? Like that's All of them cool. collectively? Greatest rappers of all time? Greatest rappers of all time. Nah, nah. Not the greatest rappers of all time, but... <laughs> Nah, that's that's my favorite group. Like one of my favorite, favorite group, group of all time. time. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was gonna say like we we talk about the art of like the rap group and hip hop, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like a lost art because you don't have a lot of popular rap groups today because rappers like to say oh, I did it by myself. So um, on on top of that, it's the fear of like, uh, oh man, it's kind of like the fear of, of being big boy. Right. No, oh. you don't want to be big boy, yo. You want to be Andre three thousand. You know what? Be. I don't think. I, but you know what's crazy? If, but that goes back to the generational thing. When my when my when we was coming up, big boy was a guy. Nobody like Andre three thousand coming up. That didn't happen until mm-hmm. Drake said, "Oh, he was this." To when think of it this way. Think now. I, now this is how the, the game is fixed, right? When Drake and all them started coming out, and they started they started saying Andre three thousand was the greatest. We didn't listen to that. If you look. Back into it, you see all of us '90s kids. We all had a hats. That's from Andre. Oh, that's from Big Boy. Right. You know what I'm saying to you. So that's not actually true. You know what I'm saying. So mm. it's it, like I said, it's it's weird out here. You know. It's it's weird. Weird. Yeah, I see how you say it. it's kind of like yeah, a, a fixed like, situation where um, you might see 
in that era, it might be somebody who di- really was kind of the lead, but in the next era, because of the validation of the, the younger crowd and who they particularly like, everyone kind of resonates with that. Exactly, because that's not true. Big Boy was the guy, like, we was going with Big Boy. Like, when, so Fresh or Clean, that's so Fresh or Clean, and Rosa Parks came out, everybody got football jerseys because of Big Boy. We wasn't not trying to dress like 100,000 around. <laughs> like, that's not well, true at all. Like, is definitely not the style of the nineties yeah, and early two thousands, bro. Like, yeah, like that's not true. At 100, all. Thousand is our style, pretty yeah, much. Kind of like exactly. now. So yeah. That's not. That's not true. Big, I, and so you know, it just depends. Is I guess in the, when they say the war, whoever wins the war, you know, gets the one to want to tell a victor. Victor story told from the victor, not the victim. So. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. That's kind of how it is. With that's an interesting because, like, so, like, as I was going back through the list that I had just came up with, and I was thinking about groups, um, mm-hmm. I included Fat Boys and RTJ, which is really more of a Run the Jewels is really more of a duo than a group. Um, yeah. It's still a, a duo was still. I feel like duo is still kind of because is in a group because this it's still kind of that loss. Like, how, how often do you see a rap duo? Or a rap group in general, hip hop these in days. In the last since twenty like sixteen, bro. The, the, the closest nah, thing, run it, run it, but running, but running Jules is not really. I mean, I don't know if it's a group though, because the, the other guy he raps. No, right? He just produces, right? No, he raps on the tracks too. So oh, he raps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on on, on the majority of uh, of the albums, um, it, it's Killer Mike and LP. LP is the white guy. Yeah, yeah, um, no, he's rapping with him. Yeah, and um. Actually, I, 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 what, what I what I always love about those albums is the fact that they bring up Zach Lilaraka and, and have him like still in, in, in business and still doing music. One of my yeah. favorite artists of all time from from from, from Rage Against the Machine, um, which is one of my favorite rock groups of all time. Um, yeah. And I always thought that Zach Lilaraka was was a truly great like rapper MC that no that never gets the credit because he was in a rock man. But that's neither here nor there. Now, in terms of what I, what I would do on the list. So, yeah. Um, um. This, this is going to be interesting for me because I will. I will pick Kendrick probably first, and then mm. I would go Nas, and then I would go. Um. I would go. Honestly, I would put Little Nas X in there, bro. You would, and I would put Little Nas X in there. All right, I, listen. This is this is crazy. I can't. I can't stomach this anymore. <laughs> why? Why would no, no, you? No, why? Why, out, why pick Little Nas X? Let's hear this. Because the way that that first Old Town Road took everything over, he has the TikTok game, the 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 the, the young people. He has them on lock. Even with the Montero thing, he still got them on lock. He still got all of us talking about it. The nah, fact that the we've been talking though. that's the brainwashing, though, bro. But listen, like yeah. it, it, it 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 sells, it, and he's going to sell. If I'm, if I'm thinking purely business. If I'm thinking Mr. Burns Evil Corporation, he's on my team. <laughs> Honestly, he he is one of those like he is kind of like another six nine as far as social media is concerned. Yeah, he'd be like where like, the antics is working for his music. It's working for the sales because like he's on NBC, ABC, um, uh, USA if your Today. Knows about him, like then it's probably a good joint to have him on your label. At least money. But, I mean, but do you want that? But think of it this way, and this is what I was going back to before. Like when you asked me about the DJ kind of relationship with the artist, but you got to look at it from a long term standpoint. Do you want mm-hmm. that representing your label too? Uh, now, as a representative, uh, yeah, like yeah, you know, what I'm saying you got to think about out like a whole that. lot of statements, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does not reflect this label, but like, 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 yeah. 
But Nas you know does. Um, so I, but see, that's why it's interesting for me because he still because Lil Nas X is signed, right? Somebody yeah. took him up, but right? it's probably but a label where? that don't care about that type of rep. Like, like what he's saying yeah. is, if you have a certain fan base and you have like a certain uh, critic group or surrounding your brand or your label, mm-hmm. Lil Nas X might not be good for that. Oh yeah, yeah. If I was going purely hip hop based, I would never sign Little Nas X. Well, not hip hop based, but just culturally based too. Do you want that type of type of situation representing? You know what I'm saying? Trust me, as as black men, we got enough barriers as it is, so we don't need no more. But you know, because when, when other people see us and other races see us, they don't see just a black man. They don't they don't see that. They see you as a representative of your whole race. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So a little a person like Little Nas X is a bad representation. Because now think of it this way: say there's somebody out there that's really, really dope. Now mm-hmm. you go, you go, you go to a European company or a, distrib- a distributor, and they be like, "All right, do you have more Little Nas X's or do you have more J Cole's or more Kendrick's?" Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that that kind of hurts. That that's why I'm getting that too. See, that's what I'm saying. Like when you when you asked me like earlier, it, that stuff hurts us because now I have been I have to, I have to go out and get a Little Nas X because you you in your mind. Even if Little Nas X doesn't sell the same amount of records, even if the record sells is all cap, in your mind, your mind is already programmed to think that he, just because he's popular, it doesn't necessarily mean that it sells, you know? There we go. That's that's what I wanted to get out. You see, that that's was my it. whole point of saying Lil Nas. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a very interesting. Yeah. I, I thought about that without thinking about it, and that's why I sat down. I'm joking, but um, no, that's definitely interesting because, like, like you said, it's kind of programmed. If if you do yeah. it, if you're posted that many places and you're this popular, it's already programmed for you to people to think you're actually selling that much. But who actually knows if you are? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Then you get then for real, for real. Then I, I would have to change my uh my nah, pick nah. from Lil Nas nope, X. Okay. Nope. Too late, you drafted <laughs> too, him. Too late, he already in. I can't, I can't change. All right, all right, drafted. So then I would for number four. I would, I would probably have to go with. I'll probably go with Dirk for 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 for, for yeah. The I, I wanted to put Dirk. Dirk is my guy. I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan of Little Dirk. I'm a huge fan of Little Dirk. Yeah, Dirk would have to go in there for for the whole, for keeping the streets on lock as well as just keeping like like not just the streets but also like 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 he has some crossover appeal as well, especially with with the ladies for some reason. I don't know why the ladies love Little Dirk the way they love Little Dirk. Um, and then number five. <laughs> Melly Mel wants me to pick Melly Mel, but I'm not picking Melly Mel. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know if you seen like the the the, the, the DJ, yeah, the turn. Vlad interview, but he he said some things in that joint that you know, I was. You can't, you can't take it. You can't take it away from. We, we wouldn't have jobs if it wasn't for like Melly Mel. So, oh yeah, you know for real, that that, that is true. I, I would give him. I would give him a, a label job. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sign him. But yeah. I would give him a label job. You would make him an A and R or something, definitely. Because you know why? These we we the only we the only people that that when our people get old and and, and of age and season, we treat them like the lepers, bro. And that's yeah. not cool. Like, you know. What now, I'm saying? now I, I would never say that he's like a leper. I would I would say that he was definitely uh, of misinformed opinion on, on on some of his opinion about hip hop in terms of his ranking compared to other rappers yeah like purely on a rap standpoint when he was like uh, uh um he's better than then he said that that biggie would never make it in his era i mean he said it's that true. why but why, why would that be i don't understand how that could because be because you gotta though. think of it see yeah, once again it goes back to a generational thing right 
we come from an era where of your the generation now is a bunch of followers. So y'all y'all respect popularity over creativity. So mm. if a person is popular but doing the same thing as everybody else is, y'all gonna like it because it's just popular. But he you gotta remember he comes from if you didn't create a style, if you didn't create a flow, you're whack. So in his mind, Biggie sounds Biggie probably sounds like Big Daddy Kane mixed with an, there's another rapper, I can't remember his name, but he sounds like a mixture of them. Right. So even like with Jay Z, like even me with Jay Z, Jay Z would never be in my top five because he raps just like Big Daddy King. So yeah. you know what I'm saying. So but but it's just not saying he's not skilled at what he does. That's not what I'm. That so that's what I'm saying. Like your generation thinks in terms of monkey see monkey do as opposed to yeah. Melly Mel saying because Melly Mel created rap like the way people rap now, like the hard street. If you listen to Grandmaster Flash and um the Beach Street soundtrack, it's a lot better than a lot better than the music that's out now. You know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and so I, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't totally disagree with everything he was saying. He definitely had a lot of amazing gems in that joint. Um, that 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 work for the culture. Talking about the state of the culture and, and and how it's sort of in disarray and stuff like that. I agree with a lot of those sentiments. I just feel like. Like when he said that he could beat Eminem in a rap battle, I was like, uh, uh But no, once again, no. you got to think of terms of his mindset, though, like of why even like you, you oh, get it's, it's perfectly yeah. acceptable for, for him to have that mindset. You can, you can, of course, you could think that you're the greatest. Now, skill set probably not mm-hmm. because he comes from, like I said, that it's not necessarily New York thing. Like you said, your pops was a DJ. He he probably has the same thing of me. Like okay, if he's seen me because I come from just that middle era of. Records, CDs, then um, then the Pioneer, um, the CD decks and stuff like that. The excuse me, controller. He comes from where like you had to really like uh, grab your crates, take your crates yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? He comes from that groundwork. So in his mind, if he sees, if, I'm very sure it probably drives him crazy seeing DJs on a controller. <laughs> yeah, right on on a you laptop. Press a yeah, button and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if he doesn't understand. But I, even me, like sometimes with me, because now. I don't. I personally don't like it either because, like, <clears throat> and I'm not even that old. I'm only 33, so it's like. But I see people just now all of a sudden being calling themselves calling themselves DJs because they they got a little laptop. They they not playing nothing on beat. All they are doing is playing a sync button and just throwing songs on and playing a whole bunch of songs really fast. That's not DJing. DJing is really like blending, mixing, rocking the crowd. You know, it's, it's so many different things to it. You know. Yeah, I, I think in is a different it's different forms. I think like people forget about the evolution of things when mm-hmm. you, like you said, it, it might have been the crates before and then you got mixtape DJs. Then you have like and it's, it's like a it's like different lanes. You know what I'm saying? And everybody kind of got mm-hmm. their lane. Even in you got to call it something else, though. You know what I'm saying? Because no, nah, I was not because OK, think of it this way. Right. And but that's only what we only uh, only in music or black art forms that we have to compromise like that. You go on a rock music trying to say that you will, you they will they, the Confederate flag brother, the, the Trump supporters will hunt you down. If you say if you dare say something about like a rock group or something like that, or say that they not doing alternative rock or new metal and all that stuff, why do you think they even classify Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit is rock music to us. They classify <laughs> Limp Biscuit as new metal, bro. According yeah. to new metal, they don't even yeah. call it metal. You get what I'm saying? So only in black art forms do they do that to water it down. Yeah, like 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 Corn did records with Ice Cube. Exactly. Um, I mean, I, mean I, I was just bringing up Rage Against the Machine. The mm-hmm. majority so, of that is is is, is rap, really? Because exactly. what what what, what, what that rock is doing is they rapping. don't even they don't even call it rock music. They call it new metal. They will go Linkin out Park. 
So yeah. you think? So you 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 one of those believers that rap should be separated? It should be different should, genres. I, always, I was always I was always and then it, I was always against it. When Drake first came out, I was working at Sirius, right? And I told him, I said that please stop doing that because he's singing. He's not. It's it's, it's literally legitimately singing. He's singing. So, so what is R and B? So you uh-huh. felt Drake was more of an R and B artist, not a rap yeah, artist, hip hop artist. But you got to look at it like this: it, what he's doing is not nothing new. It's not nothing new in the least bit. So, in a thing, in a sense, but the reason why it's bad is because then it's from it's from the the catalog exp, uh, not catalog. I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's from the sense of saying like, okay, if somebody really who is nice in rapping can flow, can you know what I'm saying what really rap is supposed to be. It hurts them because then they what you already did as you see the proof is in the pudding. So what happened was if you don't look like Drake, if you don't sound like Drake, you're not a rapper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that it hurts. It hurts people who's really out there busting their butt and really trying to put out some heat and put out some good good quality material. You know? Yeah, I I, I, I can agree with that standpoint. And then I also look at it like as it goes back into marketing. Like you, if mm-hmm. you know your audience. If you're finding an audience who are hip hop fans for lyrics, then you're gonna find that same Drake fan base. If you're an artist who has a lot of melodies in your music, and you're targeting people who like that kind of singing melodies in their music, you're gonna have that same success. It's kind of about. But, but but think of it this way: if you if you don't have the money put behind you like Drake, you're never gonna reach those people. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it kind of hurts. It like it just hurts the, the that's why there's so many diluted. Okay, same like okay, if you look at the, the way the off form, I'm very sure you guys go to showcases now, right? Mm-hmm. You you guys have a radio show, you go to showcases just to go to just to network and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's so many dope artists at these showcases, and you and us being in the behind the scenes, we know in our minds you're never gonna be as big as Drake because they people look so down upon it. You know what I'm saying? They look down at even good music, good music now. I listen to the, I listen to like the Breakfast Club sometimes, and yeah. people call in and they be like, "Oh, this music is old." I'm like, "How is good music sounding old? Like that's it's just good music. It doesn't." Mm-hmm. They people say they don't even know what rhythm sounds like. They don't know what funk like funky sound, rhythm even rhythm in music sounds like anymore mm-hmm. because the music is so flat. And you feel like that yeah. that's because of uh, uh, of the growth of trap music. Is you were you were kind nah, of not necessarily before, trap or? music. I think it's just more or less of a marketing. Thing. I think that. I don't know what the problem. I mean, I do know what the problem is, but I just think that they're just trying to erase. Like they use they use certain cold words to try to like just just not to get to the root of the problem. You know what I'm saying? To over talk the problem. So it's like they say, oh, it's marketing or analytics. And matter of fact, even Cameron just said it on the on Drink Champs episode. He was like, yo, I don't even know why artists um, waste their time to go to labels. Is because you could just go to Dr- Distro Kid and just put your music out yourself. Because these art, these labels, they just want us. They they literally just want somebody who's Instagram famous. It's just to use them. It's a slave. It's, it's to make more slaves. To make a long story short. Oh man! All right, so yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I love where you was going at with all that, brother. But we did just reach up to the hour mark on, on, yeah, on the show. Definitely. So. DJ Chase, if you can just let everybody know how to reach out to you, uh, um, what you got coming up, if you have anything coming up, um, yeah. and sign off on the show. Nah, man, thank y'all guys for having me. Thank you for uh, you know being a person of your word, Isaac mm-hmm. Wapo. Thank you, thank you. No doubt, um, no doubt, bro. Yeah, yeah, my beat tape, DJ Chase got beats, volume nine on all streaming platforms on the thirteenth. DJ Chase got beats. Those are just beat tapes, so like lo-fi beats. 
um, just some boom bad beats. I know Isaac, I think you're a fan of beat tape, so oh, yeah, definitely yeah. check out the beat tapes. Um, they're dope. Um, my podcast, the pregame party, Miss Podcast. I got Richard Spirit out now. My guy Johnny Flores, and just follow me on Instagram underscore DJ Chase underscore. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Worldwide Sounds Records with the Z, and more things for me. You know, hopefully, you know, I could get my artists on your platform. And thank oh, you. Oh yeah, so yeah. we'll definitely talk about that for sure. Copy, copy. Thank you. Absolutely, man. So that is the six with the mic and Jay So Guapo. And we're tuning in next week, man. We're going to have more great, amazing guests, man. We're just getting started in 2021, man. We're grateful for having a great year so far, for having great audience so far, for having great guests, just like DJ Chase out here so far, man. Peace out, y'all. Have a good one. If you have viable insight or experience in a specific niche like I do, then you've probably thought about starting your own podcast. But because I've been there, I know getting started can seem overwhelming. Buzzsprout is the premier podcast hosting site for all newcomers and veterans. With clean, easy-to-use interfaces and high-quality analytics, managing your podcast has never been easier. It was literally the easiest and best way to launch a professional podcast, and they helped us and over 100,000 podcasters already get started. Get listed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and much more. We got a great-looking website audio players that we could drop into our main website, detailed analytics so we know how people are listening, tools to promote, and even more than that. Monetize, analyze, and multiply your listeners today with Buzzsprout. Sign up now using our link and get a free $20 Amazon gift card. Just for joining the Buzzsprout fam. And remember to tune right in to the mic. 106.5 WPPM-FM.